Thank you for tuning in to the newest episode of Grits in the City podcast. We are back, better known as Girls Raised in the South and the City. I'm Drea G. I'm Tasha, also known as the Black Rogue. And I'm Yami T. And, and we're, we're the Grits. Hey, y'all. It's Jack Frost. Happy winter. How y'all doing? <laughs> Girl, I'm okay. I'm okay. Got a stalker at my job. Okay. Stalker? My co-worker, he is so annoying. He from Mississippi, somewhere in the country. I don't know. He like real country. I always come to my desk and he just like annoying. He Does he feel like y'all can relate like, to each other? He be like, he come to my desk every freaking like 10 minutes. I be like, sir, I'm trying to do work. That's not so my work. He like country as fuck. Like he straight out. Like he just moved here from Alabama. I be like, sir, get your, get your ass no, away from Nobody me. listening to this is going to be like, oh, that one, her. She's he too annoying. city. He annoying, man. <laughs> he cut, I don't know what the fuck he be saying. I don't give a fuck. He country in my ass. Shit. <laughs> he straight from a fucking flight. <laughs> right. He's a fresh off, fresh off a flight. Yeah. He fresh off a flight. flight. For real. <laughs> you know what? I, I could be worse. I'm good. You know, despite the, the single digit temperatures uh, all last week, but it's nice out today. Today is such a nice day. It's a great day to nice. it's not too cold. The sun is out. Worse. You know, we're not in Minnesota. We're not in uh, Chicago yeah, where it's Chicago negative crazy. 55 and negative 31. So well, you just go outside and lose yeah, your nose. So you got to be right. Mm. Or your teardrops just freeze on oh. your face. Yes, girl. Did y'all see those places where they were doing like a hot water challenge? They did it here in New York, too. It's like supposedly the they threw the coffee they in the They threw air. the hot boiling coffee water in the air and it just what came down as dust. <laughs> that was crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Oh, no. I live in fucking Chicago it's already segregated I don't know how people do that Right. I wonder, I mean, just even like the people that are on the streets, this is when the, the, the real times that you got to be fortunate for the roof that you have on your head. Because yes. in Chicago alone last week, I want to say this week they had they had like over 10 people to die. That's from, from oh, I'm sure it was way more. Than yeah. That. From sleeping outside. And, you know, like if you ever go into the emergency rooms here during the winter, Child. they can't turn. They don't turn people away. Girl, so they just make you wait forever. And also just uh, bunched up with a bunch of homeless people. Right, waiting. Wait, all the homeless away. people are at the hospitals? They can go into the hospitals and hospitals You can't turn, turn them away. away. That's nice. But you know, that's a lot Now when you're on. sick. Shit. I know, you got to hear their asses. They want right to bother on. you and talk to themselves. But I, I know that sounded real heartless. You're right, that is nice. Right. <laughs> well, that is nice. That's well, true shit. We some them. of these homeless people be switching it up. They be up there acting insane as fuck. As soon as you sit next to them on a train and they act crazy. I'm okay. like, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, that's New York City. New York well, so you know, we got to be thankful for the small things. Thank Thankful and fortunate that we got a roof over our heads and we're not sleeping out in the cold. All right, so bet. So that's going to bring it to our uh, I'll drink to that segment. And that's where we, you know, us grits, we toast to whatever we, you know, personally or individually feel that is popping or that deserves a shout out or we just want to give it, you know, some love. We want to celebrate it. So me, Drea, I'm, I'm going to kick it off. So this week, I'm going to actually uh, toast and I'll drink to the fact that I'm seeing all these women in hip hop really showing up this week. You know, I know I, I spoke last week about Dreezy yeah. and her uh, her second album that she dropped, uh, Big Dreeze, which yeah. was super dope. Um, 
I would call this, herself Big Dreams because for short. because she got a she got a, a big boss mentality and and that's what it should be. You know, okay. shit. I'm I feel in my mind I'm Big Drea. So hey. Yeah. It works I, for her. All the tiny girls, they got, they got, we got big dick energy. So there you go. <laughs> I know anytime you tell me about something and I picture myself in a situation, right? I'm the tallest chick in the world, right? I'm still, in I'm a head. boss. You know, matter. I feel like Ti. You know what he says? You are bossy girl. You be bossy as fuck. <laughs> Good or bad or indifferent. All right. So I'm shouting out actually uh, Nicki Minaj yes. and Dream Doll who actually went like toe to toe with their fellow peers in hip hop. Um, and I'm just going to just name drop a few. So Dream Doll, she got put up in a mix of, I want to say uh, Don Q and Tory Lanez. So Don Q is a Bronx rapper out of New York City mm. for people that don't know him. Okay. Um, he's had a couple of projects. I actually like Don Q a lot. But him and Tory Lanez were going head to head. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking that it was following Tory Lanez going on social media saying that he was, you know, the best, the best rapper, you know. So I thought he was a singer. He a rapper? Listen I'm so confused I guess he crossing lanes He feel like Jacquees feel like He's the best singer Of our generation And Tory Lanez Feels like he's the best rapper So hey Listen I'll leave it for y'all To debate But either way It wasn't like this In the 90s Yes it was Hey They always had rap battles Well no We didn't have We didn't know If they was rappers Or singers In the 90s Disrespecting people Today Like how Jacquees gonna uh, uh, talk Girl, big on Keith Sweat? I don't even you know. know. Like, just has he even dropped his debut album? We'll just leave it at that, you know right? <laughs> but like for Dream Doll, Dream Doll got uh, she got thrown in the mix of that whole situation. And a record Tory Lanez was pretty much saying that Don Q paid Dream Doll for a future for a feature uh, because he wanted to sleep with her. What? Okay, so Dream Doll is a, a unknown or unsuspecting bystander in this. So in the track that he put out, mm. he basically told Don Q, like, you pay old girl for a feature. I slept with her the first night I met her. The first See, time first I laid all. eyes on her, I basically, I, I you That's know, right. I beat. That's not right. Right. Yeah. So Dream Doll minded her business and she here it is. But you know what? She mm-hmm. didn't she didn't just take it. She didn't just lie down and take it. She took the opportunity to be like, you know what? Ahead, I'm going to drop my name. I, I, she, right. She like, I'm going to drop some heat. Myself. Yep. So she did it was a, a heat though. She, was it really actually heat? she dropped a counter response and it was called C on your head. That's the edit that's the, the X rated version. Uh, what is C on your head? I don't get it's it. pussy on your head. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah. So so she dropped this and in this she she kind of flamed Tori. I'm not gonna lie. And that's good. And, and people were kind of impressed because this is that's what hip hop is all about. Yeah, and the thing about it is it's like you can't lay down and just be a victim to the right. so-called boys club. So it's a good thing that she did. Exactly. She jumped into the boys club, got dirty with the boys. Exactly. And may have just and come she, out on and top. And she gained yeah. a lot of respect. Yeah. I, I heard like Charlamagne the God praising her. I, I heard different people giving her her props. Good. And yo, she had some good lines though because you know that Tori, he he got the the hair implants, the hairline implants. Oh no. And oh, no. she had a line in there oh, where, where she was saying, yo, I had Beijing all on my legs. Legs as a result of you, so oh, yeah, she got to shut him down. And this is a bigger yeah. He had to put her on blast that she smashed him. He about four feet tall. That's Yo. just a, that whole situation is a bear, right? Like, but nobody want to smash no four feet tall man. And it's just like we oh, were talking about last week. 
to have sex too. It's not that he just had sex with right. her. Right. Shit, she fucking too. Right. I mean, yeah, she got what she it. wanted. She or what probably right. wanted to keep on the load of him. Right. And he that. just put her up yeah. in a mix. And I'm going to shout out Nicki Minaj too, who also uh, recently on her Queen's radio over the weekend, she dropped uh, two freestyles and she announced, of course, or, you know, reiterated that her tour is That's coming up with Juice World. So she who dropped. Who is Juice World? Juice World, uh, he. He has a couple of songs. Check him out. He's on the Hot 100 right now. I, I, I don't know. And uh, he has a co-project with I Future. I do. Um, he has a remake of that Sting track um, that's out. All you millennials out there, y'all know who he is. We, I don't know who he is. I'm well, I, know, I actually know because, you know, I kind of keep my, my yeah. ear on the pulse. But... Nicki Minaj, back to her. She dropped a uh, uh, freestyles to "Going Bad." That's Drake and uh, Meek Mill's version mm-hmm. of "Going Bad," and she dropped a, a freestyle to Gunna and Lil Baby's uh, "Drip Too Hard." So. I'm going to say that on the going bad freestyle, she definitely seemed like she was ke- taking a couple of shots at Drake and Big Mill. I'm not sure she well, feels she got beef with them? a I'm certain confused. type of way about them teaming up uh, together um, and, you know, being friends again, especially following. Oh, so that's why she don't like that. He friends that Drake is friends. Mm-hmm. With I don't me. know. I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling that she's a little bit salty because some lyrics in the, the song was saying that, you know, my brother and my my ex dude tried to end me. So I'm not sure what all Ooh, of that's shit. about. We don't know. The entertainment industry, they always had drama shit. Right. Yeah, now I want to hear about I that. Right. Hear. She right. I would be sad if Nikki and Drake. They're definitely not cool right now. They like they're definitely sister. they're definitely on the outs right out now. Yeah, but I would yeah, I hope it's more like they just brother and sister because that this brother, isn't an well, end to it. Maybe because my brother don't follow he unfollowed me and blocked me on Facebook. Well, hey, families fight. So shout out to Dream and shout out to Nicki Minaj for, you know, going toe to toe with the boys and uh giving them hell same vein i'm gonna go ahead and just shout out some of the um the, the list for the grammys um this year we have a lot of representation and so i'm just you well, know normally we're up. always Black. fighting for representation yes. right but this year we have a lot of representation we should for people we set of color. all the damn trends yeah, of course we do so for album of the year we've got h-e-r her oh um like she's H-E-R. out there we've got drake we've got cardi b Okay. Janelle Monet, record know. of the I year. Like we got Cardi. I love B. Janelle Monet. She I so love, love Janelle. I didn't Monet. like her last. Year, She's so though. talented. I liked yeah. her last music. I, I did. I liked her project. I did listen yeah. to it. I like definitely. One song that was about it. I, I like pretty but much anything she, she does. Ever since she stopped wearing the suits and start doing all this extra shit, I don't know if I'm feeling it like that. I like that she's stepping into her womanhood. Right. I like she and that she goes both ways. Either way, right. she you gives know. you she's sexy. Really she gives you she's artist. Herself. Like I'm, yeah, I'm no no, but y'all go ahead. I'm and digging then, it. You know, for record of the year, we've got Cardi B again. Where's Cardi B, Cardi B been I, uh, this was her the game. year. This was the, Cardi year. B did have some good songs. This was her year. Yeah. Cardi Cardi B had as a female MC. Like she had her own number one record last year, Bodak Yellow. Yeah, that was huge, and it was the record of the summer. It was the record of the winter. It was, the, I mean, like we. She I really mean, when was the last album. time a, a female 
uh, hip hop artist had a number one record and then stayed on the charts. Like it wasn't yeah. just that she had one I record like and then faded she out. Growing, so. She maturing. She yeah. getting deals with Pepsi. She, she, doing she making title. money, yeah, man. She, she doing here, a damn thing. Uh, she got a damn like song with Maroon like 5. And again, just representation. Best pop duo group performance, Cardi B and Maroon 5. She's over here crossing oh, lines. I, they got a song? Yes. I don't so, know what the fuck they song you know, I'm loving the representation that we're seeing Maroon 5 always doing random songs I like Maroon black 5. People. I like black Maroon people. 5. That's the only I know them because they did one song with some other black person back in the day. I don't know. Uh, Kanye West. See, I don't yeah. really. Mm. They, did, they did some with Kanye they back in the day. They performing at the Super Bowl. You know, so, I don't want to talk about them. But all right. I am repping. You know, I'm, I'm drinking to all of the representation for our black artists, artists of color, and even more women artists just in general. SZA is out there. Kendrick Lamar. Well, I love SZA. We right. have so many people who are oh, really so being much recognized. And I'm, br- I'm so SZA, proud to see it happen. SZA what represents for all the side chicks out there. I like her. I'm not a side chick, but I'm going to say she represents. Shout out to all the artists that are nominated. Yeah. Shout out. So I'm going to drink to um, Killer Mike, y'all. So I don't really listen to um, a lot of Killer Mike's commentary. I know he speaks on CNN. He has a documentary out on Netflix. So y'all go check that out. But documentary called? Bitch, I don't know what the fuck the documentary is called. Like, you would put me on the spot and shit. So the documentary is called Morning with Killer Mike. See, like he's so dope. Like I was just watching his uh, Breakfast Club interview. I don't know if you guys watched it. Yeah, I got a chance to catch. But it was just like a array of things that he was talking about from like public and private schools and like the importance of like investing in your community. And it's okay to send your black children to public schools. And he was talking about like Atlanta and how like Atlanta culture is and how Atlanta, like they invest in their black businesses and they even have charter schools down there. And they even have like even public schools that have like certain trades and how important it is to invest in your own community. He was saying how he owns one third of the property in his hood that he's from. That's important. And how he was saying it's important like for rappers and singers to like go back to their hood instead of right instead of like talking about oh we rich and y'all broke like invest in your communities and make us rich too yes yeah when I I caught um, snippets of that interview that he had and I was really feeling him because honestly to be honest with you I'd never really heard Killer Mike stands and I know that I do plan to watch that Netflix documentary now just based on what he was saying about the public schools and about uh, getting our children a trade because yep. there's the they had this conversation about you know what why not encourage them to be millionaires okay not saying don't have your children be millionaires but not everybody's going to be a millionaire right. and the foundation is that you have a child that you know can have a blue collar job or have a trade mm-hmm. job or something like that and then what do they do they can send their children on and that way they can go ahead and become million their children's children can be millionaires but yep. everything he was saying made so much sense to me I yeah. was like all yeah. right I'm checking him out and from he here was on even, out like, he was even talking about his son like how his son like played he was talking about his children his son played football and you know he lives in the south and a lot of southern people they just think about football and that's a way out yeah it's so influential so he was saying how like his son lost his like basically ended his football career because of an injury Mm. and then he started like thinking okay you know I'm gonna like invest in something else and then he just thought that was amazing that his son like because Killer Mike at the time like when he was his age he was selling drugs it was like for my son I guess his son saw what he was doing and the greatness that he was doing in his community for his son to think outside of just 
football. Just and that's a football the beautiful star. thing. Lead by example. Yeah. And then, you know, that's another problem because sometimes I'll do, I'll go out to different middle schools and start working with kids for Earn Your Future. That's a program that mm-hmm. I would do with my job. And you meet so many people who are like, okay, so many children. The only thing that they know to say is to be a rapper or be a football player. And everybody gets mad about that. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it is there's so much opportunity you get, even if they just start on that path. At least now they're in college. Yeah. Even if they get injured, well, they've been given the opportunity to go to college, whereas before, if it wasn't for football, that wasn't going to happen. Or, you know, or even just getting exposure to people who have money. Now you can say, wait a minute, I'm watching so-and-so do this with his money. I can do this, too. Like you said, right. with Killer Mike's son and how he's watching it. So, mm-hmm. yes, of course, we don't want all of our children striving just to be a football player, but we have to look at it in a practical way and don't just shit on it. And say, yeah. okay, wait, there's a way to turn this and make it into something else. Yeah. I feel that. All right. I'm, we drinking Prosecco. <laughs> if y'all black on business and y'all got Prosecco, oh, holla at your girls. Yes. Uh, brown. Y'all can make you a special day. drink. Y'all alcoholics. Look, I'll, I'll twist you up something with your right. cheers. So I think that this is a perfect time now to segue into our Southern Sound Off segment. And that's where, you know, we obviously we're all from the South. So basically this you know, this is our main topic. And um, today we're basically going to discuss the Super Bowl ending and up All-Star Week. We got the CIAA. Uh, We want to talk about how influential sports has been and how it's progressed and helped us uh, in the South as well as the North, you know. Yeah. In our upbringing, you know, I know in the Mm -hmm. South. I mean, that was the way that we broke so many barriers. It was through sports. Yep. Uh, You know, that was one of the first phases rights movement is having fight uh, fight in terms of boxing, football, yep. uh, integrating teams. That that was one of the frontiers mm-hmm. of the civil rights movement, moving into sports. So there are the barriers that were being able to uh, be broken there. And that's so true. And like what Yami said, like over time, like it wasn't just baseball and, mm-hmm. and boxing. It grew into football and you know as we talk about like the past Super Bowl that just passed like football became like the center of like southern culture like it's a big part of our culture in the south the original team it started off in the midwest in Ohio football and then like the Green Bay Packers and the Giants they were one of the first football teams but when the Cowboys joined the league and became a football team America's they, team um, that's why they're known as America's team because people, they glamorize sports People they, shit on the of the Cowboys. They do. They hate on the Cowboys. So bad up here. Want to tear down the people who are on top. The Cowboys. <laughs> it's a mecca. They created like they made sport like football what it is today. They were the first team with cheerleaders. They created entertainment. And if you look at the Super Bowl and how they have halftime shows on all this, all these different events, that's basically because the Cowboys glamorized football. All yes. these entertainers that they paid leading up to it. Yep. I mean, I know the city of Atlanta made so much money right. from just the sheer entertainment aspect ju- just the hosting aspect yep. of it I mean mm-hmm. it, you know and that became a thing based on this and then after that like because the Cowboys glamorized sports more southern people like in their small towns they were like you know what maybe if I be a football player maybe I can get out of my small town when you think about it like I know so many people in the south like when I was a kid they all play football or some type of sport yep. to think that that's the way out of getting out their small town yep 
I mean, everybody I knew growing up played some sport, football in particular. And shit, even me, I don't even care about football, like in terms of stats. And I'm not like Tasha, where Tasha is a true fan. Yeah, she is. (laughs) But I have been on the sidelines of football in some form or fashion pretty much all through school, whether I was in drill team, whether I was a cheerleader at U of H, I was, I helped uh, tutor year I was on the, the palm, palm squad. squad. What's up? Y'all yes. reading palms? What is this? You are so ridiculous. We would go oh, out, we would okay. perform during the halftime games. I primarily did So y'all basketball wasn't cheerleaders. Season. Y'all was backup cheerleaders. Y'all was we were just a halftime <laughs> show. I know. She over here trying to front and Fashion. shit. Uh, what did you do, nigga? <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was wearing sequins and carrying my pom poms and supporting my school. Background and then, cheerleaders. <laughs> but during football season, I was a cougar recruiter, so I helped okay. with the um, recruiting. Not like that shit you see on TV where the girls are sleeping with the Ooh, new recruits and all of that. Uh, I was the one that was like, shifting. I was. So yeah, you was I was always people. dealing with the parents, so I would talk to the parents, and then like you they would go and your kids can pass the class easy. We took education serious. They don't take education serious. These athletes yeah. do not take education that serious. They be getting passes and every damn thing. Absolutely. But try to get chose. <laughs> you up there tutoring the kids. Look, I was just uh-huh. wanting to make sure that um, education remained a priority uh-huh. for our football players. If you say so. I will say that probably out of both, you know, Tasha and Yami, I probably have the least connection to uh sports i mean i guess football or basketball that's a damn shame she's from dallas i know y'all you know listen i'm gonna rep my team and you know here listen as a default dallas Mm -mm. is my team period point blank she a fake fan y'all i'm not a fake fan (laughs) see me and my sister be getting into it you know shout out shout out to my big sis but she gives me hell too but it's just like i've never been a huge sports buff and maybe it has something to do you know when I was growing up and in school yeah it was it was a big thing but also I went to a high school a magnet school so in Dallas when they were trying to do a transition and they wanted to you know have some of the the public schools focus specifically on um education at my high school, we didn't have sports. Girl, I didn't know. I don't even know what a magnet school is. I guess I Shoot, was the hood. I don't know. What well, but even in Garland, like well, I went to a magnet school in the Garland. Well, I went to a magnet school. Well, was that? I, like a private school. We had school? a magnet school within our school, so we had like the IB okay. program, like a tag. And then what is a magnet what is a tag? A talented and gifted program. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I know yeah. what a tag. So is. we had like we had that, that in our school. Yeah, but that football was still. Priority one, right? And they still made it oh, every Lord. few years. They were definitely in the Y'all, states. It was definitely a priority, but my school, the magnet school, that was something that Townview was trying out. So we didn't have it at our particular school, but other schools like in Oak Cliff, like Skyline mm-hmm. and uh, yep. Lincoln. You give a shout out all these people. I don't know them about Dallas. We don't right. care. You give a shout out to all these. Right. People. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big up my city, but see, care. they they all had sports, but Townview we didn't. But at the same time, we had a band. And those Y'all ba- had a band with we, no sports. We had a band, no but dances. guess what? <laughs> Our band would actually play They'd like the UIL. They they would go to local sports events too, they and they now. would be the band for for schools too. Uh, yeah, they had majorettes with no sports. I'm so confused. I'm so confused for Andrea's school. Secret, right, 
Fix it, Jesus. But guess what? Our Townview, we had the best band in the city, actually. We won UIL competitions. Y'all in Dallas should be disgusted. I know, man. Y'all getting beat by a school that don't have a football team. Don't make no damn sense. Because, because they didn't have to uh, stay us, work around the football team. All right. <laughs> most of us kids did come from sports backgrounds, though. Like, I ran track prior oh, to high school. You so. can still run? You know, I still, you know. You can't be my ass. You probably can't be my ass. Uh, I'm, baby, I probably can smoke. You, if you don't film this shit, we're going to put it online, y'all. We're going to put it online. I want to see it. I want right. to see it. Right. I'm going to be on the side cheering for y'all. <laughs> Go, Grits. But I don't know. <laughs> like, with me, like, I don't, I, I wasn't in all of them schools, maybe because I'm a military prat, but I went to mostly um, public schools I was growing a, up. Magnet school is a public That's school. That's a public school? Yeah. I don't, I don't know all that extra stuff. Magnet, is that just like extra talent? It's just, gifted. it's pretty much it's a, bougie. it's a tag school. And in, and in my school, we had different segments. So it was like health, it was business, it was like engineering. So it just oh, broke out. Okay. Well, I don't know nothing about that. Cause yeah. I just, they, like, when you're a military family, right? They lit- you just literally go to whatever schools in that district that's by the base. Because my parents were Southerners, like all I knew was sports. So I was in every sport that you can think of. Like yeah. and I used to think that, like as a child, that I wanted to be like in the WNBA because I played basketball. I looked at Cheryl Swoops, who was like a big star in Houston for the comments at the time. The WNBA was popping back in the day. I don't know why it's not popping anymore, but I used to look at. Let, uh, Lisa Leslie and think I was going to be a star. I, I'm going to be real. Like, I was only interested in being on the dance team. Oh, you was a dancer, <laughs> girl. When you asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I said a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Can you cheerleader. dance now? Can you still dance? Uh, I could... She like I can do I'm all eight right. count. I'm all right. I'm not gonna hurt myself for y'all though. Okay. I did try to do the splits the other day. And, oh, you can do the splits, girl. Yes, I was like y'all, I'm telling you, I was halftime show. I, I could jump up in the air, do the jump splits, and land in the splits oh, and what? high kick team. That's why they was all yes. freaks. No, well, surely this is now. You know, even though we all have different experiences with the sports, we you just can't deny how, the impact that right. sports impact. has had on the progression of black people uh, black right? people even the north like when you look at the no- north when you look at new york like they may not be as big in football as we are in the south I but they like big on basketball old, they right they like Rucker, real dead ass like, they have all these like yeah that march madness like, these men i be dating y'all here. these men i be dating me damn near 40 years old still in these basketball leagues y'all old as fuck I be like, y'all too damn old. I do. I'm talking to a guy right now, and he played basketball. Like he played these basketball little games every week. The ones I talk to. Oh, you talk with money. No, as I have talked to in the past. They have not been a part of basketball. These dudes be like, they be like five nine, still thinking they can live. They uh, be Allen Iverson and be in the NBA. <laughs> y'all, y'all need to let that go. Y'all need to let that go and do something else with y'all lives. Like it's a way of life back home. Yeah, in Texas, like. How many teams do we have compared to like New York? Like, I mean, just in Texas at, alone, you've got every football, football. Football is like so big. And then when you look at New York, when you even look at the NBA, like when you look at New York, I mean, look at the North in general. Think about how many teams are up in the North or in the West compared to the South. It's not oh, a yeah. lot of NBA teams in the South compared to up North. It's more, way more up North and in the West and in the Midwest than even in the South. So that's how okay. you know. Rockets and yeah, James Harden. Hey, go ahead, James Harden changing the game. Shout out. Well, he ain't changing shit yet. 
Well, shit. give him a moment. I fuck with James Harden, but he ain't, I gotta see the playoffs. I gotta see if he actually, you know, make it to the championship. But we got the Rockets. We got the Spurs. The Spurs ain't doing shit right now. Trade. They just got a. Uh, they was trading with uh, the Knicks. They was just trading with the Knicks for uh, some players and shit. I know so, a lot of New York folks are upset about this New Knicks, York, Knicks yeah, trade. Right? They are upset. The Knicks ain't shit. They ain't never gonna be shit. Don't try to <laughs> jump me out of the street. I was like, wait a minute now, Tasha. Don't jump me. <laughs> They got this Madison Square Garden that is so famous. I know. I was like, you know what? I want to go ahead and go to the Knicks game while they're in the trash so I can go yes. to the to, to the Madison Square Garden Tickets. at a well-priced ticket. Right? Before I they get the popping. Don't Barclays. I've never no seen more. a game in the Barclays. I've seen a couple games. Okay. Yeah. The, the Barclays games only cost $10. Lord, they ain't that good. Yeah, well, the Nets. I was... By the park wood. It was probably only $50. You was all the way in the front for $50 in a Nets game. Oh, That's yeah. how sorry they are. That's how sorry they are. Y'all, she was right in the front for fifty dollars. No, don't don't come for me. Nets so damn I'm sorry. These players, we get one of these Nets players. These games are okay, so cheap. Gotcha. We can't be at we can't be at the front court because the games are so cheap and the, the the team is so sorry. We get one of one of these players. My dad, yeah, my dad is like just a natural athlete, like he football. I think your daddy fine, right? I've seen pictures. He's a handsome man. He is a very handsome man. Daddy fine though. Tricks be trying to, you know, baby. (laughs) Your daddy's single. Is your daddy single? My dad is sixty-five. I don't want to be your stepmama. I'm just saying your daddy's handsome. Thank you. So he's but my mom is sixty-four. No, I'm just. Wait, your mama single? (laughs) And she's in Dallas. Yes. Okay. Yes. I know somebody though too. I know somebody myself or your daddy. I'm just saying. If he needs somebody to sign off on his life insurance, uh, 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 that's me. He got children. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of them at that. So, and again, like we've been saying this, color propels sports, period. So right. most yeah. of the people on the team are going to be black. So, you know, and that's, that's what, a way out. Yeah. Way out of our, whatever we're from. If we're trying to get out of our neighborhood. That's, so damn, that's a damn shame because we should focus on the business side too. Right. But I think there's a transition. I think I it's think starting that, to happen more right. and more often because you st- you're starting to see more athletes stay in school to yeah. graduate versus as soon as they can be up for. So hopefully we keep seeing that. Ooh, but I don't know because I know Vince Carter, you know, he went to college. There's a couple other players that went to college and got, you know, and finished, I mean, finished college. But like I dated a dude in college that was like a, a star quarterback that was supposed to be in the NFL and he messed up and he had no guidance. Like all the people teach you like in college, like these athletes and uh, um, and their um, coaches, they just, all they care about is fucking football and how great you are in football. They don't really teach like the business side on no, and, you know, the public Jay-Z, relations side. And Jay Z is actually stepping into doing that. Um, Jay Z is starting to get into sports management. Yeah. That's one of the yeah, things he, he was got, talking like, about. He got boxing is how, people yeah, his, how he was wanting to make sure people start getting money shit. management because he's you know, and and I agree with him. He was making the point. You don't go from making millions with an S to being broke right. because somebody gives a damn about you. So it's so, and that's another thing where fine, you can love sports. You might not be able to be a football player, but go on a transition into sports management and help those yeah. people. And I, as black people, we should do that. I think it's the parents. On those roles. I, 
I think that a lot of the times, like, you know, the parents, like, you know, your your kids are, you know, they may be great stars, but the parents don't know any, they don't know how to, they don't know any better either. They don't know, yeah. like, yeah. anything about business as well. So that's why their kids, like, if their kids act up, they, it's like, they don't know well, they're And they're depending on their children to save the whole family, basically, yeah. because at that point, you know, the parents are really pushing that child to become a, a star. And then what's going to happen? That star is going to be able to take care of the family and hopefully pull them out. But, right, but you know, I mean, but they did. They didn't have the education more often than not to create yeah. a, a foundation. All right. So this is going to bring us to our grits of the week. So we have like two grits of the weeks and it's very sports related to match our theme this week. So my grits of the week is going to Kevin Durant. Even though y'all may not consider Maryland the South, it is still below the Dixie line, the Mason Dixie line. So it is the South in my eyes. We do want y'all to weigh in with this. Send us voice notes or email us. Yeah. Yeah, this is a big this is a big debate amongst us right here. Right. The grits on the mic is you know, where where does the South really start? So, you know, we're curious to hear what y'all have. Right. Because Tasha thinks that is Maryland. It's Maryland, y'all. I, I, say. I agree with Tasha because it's below the Mason Dixon line. They fought for slavery. So y'all may hate or love Kevin Durant, you know, because that whole situation with him going to go to state. But the fact of the matter is he do, he does a lot for the black community Mm. in the inner cities. He does so much. Like he won a a Muhammad Ali sports humanitarian award uh, for his contributions to the inner city because he has his own Durant charity foundation. He started that a while back. To where he um, helps at risk youth out. He um, helps them like go to college and stuff like that. So just recently, he opened up his own after school program for the community. He invested $10 million of his own money. Oh, wow. Put your money where your mouth is. Yes. Into like this after school program is basically helping out like his inner city community in Maryland. And but, like he has like a sports center in there to help out kids that are at risk. And I just feel like he just does great amount of work for the community. He has even done stuff for like um, his own like Golden State where he um, where he plays right now. That community. He has even helped out kids go to college. So wherever he's going, he's leaving his mark or wherever he's from and going, he's leaving his legacy in some form or fashion yeah i just feel like it's so important that you know these artists and these entertainers actually in the community yeah not just like giving out scholarships but like just like kevin durant creating a center you know that you can give back even creating charter schools if you can like to give back i just feel like that's so great much money athletes make but for the ones who are just making it just show up Go back and say hi to the kids who were you a few years ago. I think that that makes a big difference, too. My younger brother could tell me about and one of my sorority sisters. I can shout her out. Her husband, Quincy Morgan, Khalid Morgan, the Morgans. Um, her husband used to go back to Garland and would just play basketball with with the kids. And so he would end up interacting with my younger brother. Mm. And my younger brother remembered him as a football player who made it. And, you know, and he would just be out there and then in that space, talk to him, talk to them about school, talk to them about education, talk, you know, and just by being there, by being physically present, that like makes a big difference. Right. Yeah. And my grid of the week, um, like this time, as we say, it's the guys raised in the South and in football. Um, this week, I am going to shout out 
John Franklin Myers. He plays with the Rams. He All is right. from Greenville, Texas. Okay. That is just north of Dallas. So, you yeah. know, shouting out for Greenville. my neighborhood. I've never heard of fucking Greenville. I know. Exactly. <laughs> well, my husband is from Greenville. Country. Okay. And he oh, actually. husband country. Girl. Yes, he is. He actually <laughs> used to coach him like in summer league. And what? I, yes. And he knows him. He knows him. How and old is this little boy? This little boy is 22 years old. I can't wow. date his ass. And he's a young man who nobody really knows his name, but he has been nominated by his peers to be Rookie of the Year. Mm. So he was born in 1996. I'm like, man, I'm getting he's old. He's a baby. <laughs> he is a baby. He didn't come from he's some critically acclaimed young. high school. We haven't been hearing about him his whole time. So that just lets you know how much work that he has clearly been putting in mm. to make it to where today he's mm. Rookie of the Year. And he was influenced probably by the Cowboys. Of course he was because he's from team. Dallas. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, yeah, so from America's team. So I'm shouting out uh, Mr. Franklin Myers and the rookie of the year for um the for LA Rams. Right, come on the show, young man. Come on the show. So bring us to our gritty girls guide tip of the week. And that's where us girls raised in the South give our listeners a tip. Uh survival, a survival tip. It could be just something essential, just something that you need, you know. So it's the start of Black History Month. And we want to pose a question. Just kind of put you on game or just give you some facts. Do you know that African-Americans amass over $1.2 trillion in buying power here in the U.S.? 2018. Trillion dollars. Mm. We got lots of money and we got lots of power. And our power is in the, is in the form of our buying power. Okay. It's the dollars that we're spending with businesses uh, and that we're spending in our business, businesses in our communities. You know, since the secret of selling the Negro was released in 1954, actually uh, a movie, it was a video produced by uh, Johnson Publishing Company. And Johnson Publishing Company at the time was the owner of Ebony, let's say Jet. Uh, but basically it was a time where they were suggesting to um, advertisers that, hey, you should look, you should be advertising with the black community. We have dollars to spend. So this and they were really just going in and telling them the ways, the psychological ways right. to get to the black to get consumer, our dollars. Okay. Where they would tell them, you know, because black people have been so suppressed for over time. Offer them things that just are a little bit better. Let them know that white products are better. And then so that's how you started. To, they started to siphon monies out of our community. And they started to market directly to us. If yes. you notice, at one point, you know, cigarette companies, they didn't market to us like that before. And, and after this video... That was like a... Um, there was a big shift. They basically started shift. to completely destroy the infrastructure of black business. Yeah. And because they knew that that's where the money was. Right. And I think something that's really telling is um, Roland Martin said this a few weeks ago. And he was talking about how little blacks spend in their own communities compared mm. to other racial and ethnic groups. We have $1.2 trillion in buying power. And guess how long our dollars last in our community? Whereas in the Asian community, it's 28 days. In the Jewish community, it has, the dollar has a lifespan of 19 days. But in our community, in our how much money? 
1.2 trillion dollars. Six hours will it last in our community. And when we, we, how many other businesses or, you know, uh, uh, ethnic groups that set up shop in our community. Mm -hmm. When we look at the liquor stores that are prevalent in our neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. the laundry mats, to the bodegas, you know, so that lets you know six hours in the black community. So being that this is the start of, you know, Black History Month, I just, we actually want to task our listeners and just, you know, just our people in general, buy black, you know, um, more than anything. And, and, and if ever there were a time that we needed to be unified and, and, you know, be solidified, you know, actions and just building the black community, it's just one thing that we would just. Now's the time. Uh, reinforces to buy black. And it's Black History Month, so definitely support your la- local black retailers. Um, you know, uh, support your local uh, or support black retailers online. But so you know, just continue to support your right. friend about it. And you know what? Shirt. I actually do want to make mention too of this. In the same uh, article that I got that one point two trillion dollars in, in, in buying power, it was the Nielsen. Um, the website is Nielsen.com. And the article was Black Impact, Consumer Categories Where African-Americans Move Markets. And it has some very interesting and poignant points. Um, They talked about how the black dollar, how we spend the most in dried vegetables and grains, how we spend the most money in baby food. Wait, pause. Dry. Dry vegetables. I didn't know we love vegetables like that. What is dry vegetable? Not natural. Mm. Oh, we buy fake vegetables. So, like canned foods and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it's like stuff. Well, that's actually, how I make my no, dry vegetables would be more like beans and okay. things like that. Right, right. We're right. not necessarily getting fresh nutritional oh, foods, shit. but we're we're the one because they don't bring that to us. We're every well, time I we're in our in food desert. If something whatnot. happens, we ready. We yeah. the ones that stocking up. And- that's why black eyed peas are supposed to be good luck. Oh, okay. Well, even in other areas like baby food. In, in 2018, well, 2017, went $10 million in baby food. That is you a know, for gap. baby food. That's 42.76% of the total. So black people or people of color are spending 42% more than everybody else on baby food. Why would not breastfeed? It's why? again, it comes down to nutrition of value. That's why we're spending all the money on dry vegetables and we're not breastfeeding. Well, let me and ask. it's like they push this stuff on us because they're going after people who have the least patient and right. to healthy foods. Right. Right. And so that's where all of those that that stuff is being targeted. And if anything, what I would take from this is these are gaps for us to focus on. We need more, you know, black entrepreneurs creating organic baby foods mm-hmm. because that's a big industry. Um, you know, we sp- baby food we food. we spend the most in personal soap and bath needs. You know, fresheners and deodorizers. And I'm making my own natural skincare line, so you should see that coming up soon. Yeah. Grits over here are busy. <laughs> so with this information, I think that we need to be identifying more gaps in the marketplace and just, you know. And then supporting us whenever we, as black people, begin to fill in those gaps. Right. Because that is the most important thing. Let's use, let's allocate those $1.2 trillion dollars. Let's allocate those okay. more to... Let's let those dollars stay in our community for 20 days. 
in yes. 19 days and not zip out and go into everywhere else, everywhere else it goes. So that's our challenge. And, and, and that's what we're suggesting. So this takes us to our segment, bless your heart. Something where we, whatever we feel is a hot mess, whatever we feel is like, nah, nah, son, we don't like that. That's a, that's a, that's not real. So we just want to uh, bless your heart too. Cause in the South, bless your hearts means messing up. Right. So I think you guys have a bless your heart this week. Okay. So yes, I have a bless your heart for this week. So my bless your heart is actually going out to the borough of Brooklyn. It's regarding uh, a detention center in Brooklyn that has been without heat and power uh, from reports. What it seems like for the last week, what started out as a power outage in a particular area of the jail led to 1,600 inmates being without heat mm. for the last, you know, week. And mind terrible. you, we all last week we were experiencing single digit. single digit temperatures. So I mean, it's a violation of human rights mm. on so many yeah. levels. And even even when we've had you know previous discussions talking about. You know, the disparities autism looks like in the north and the south. Yep. You know, this is a true depiction because who's locked up in our Brooklyn, you know, jail centers right now? It's blacks and it's brown people yep. predominantly. So, right. So for a week, I mean, it's it's unacceptable. Uh, Mayor de Blasio on Saturday evening, he tweeted out that blankets and hand warmers were being sent, you know, to, you know, to kind of hold the inmates over until the power was restored. Um, you know, even as as late as Sunday, you had people like uh, Love and Hip Hop reality star Yandy out there protesting. And she was actually maced because they tried to get into the detention they center. Maybe. But all the same, you know, what we're saying is that. They're human, uh, all human, and, um, you know... Treated as such. Right. We got to do better. That's inexcusable. Uh, no heat. I mean, come on. And they were saying that they were getting very limited medical supplies, you know, that people were sick. I mean, but the thing about it is, hell, we we treat animals better than yep. that. We got to do better. What we're saying is that's unacceptable. That stuff, that type of stuff is happening right here in New York City. And liberal capital, so yes, these rats are treated better. These rats up there, warm and shit in New York, they right. And I think my bless your heart this week. I know that um, a lot of us have kind of forgotten about it, and now that football season is over, we'll see what happens next year. But I'm gonna just kind of keep highlighting it, and just so we don't forget that it ever happened. I'm still blessing my heart to the NFL and their Lord. lack of concern for healing and they how that just kind of let that just disappear and how Colin Kaepernick still ain't playing and so on. So people still perform even though people didn't perform for the Super Bowl, they perform weekend like Cardi B. Was yeah. And she was performing right there with the Patriots yeah, owner. And it's like, dang, you might as well perform for the Super Bowl. We have short memories. We have short like, memories. We don't, we don't so. really care that much. Kevin Durant was repping the seven. Uh, Kyla Kaepernick jersey and uh, LeBron James was repping uh, this. I think it was just week that just passed this weekend. It was repping a jersey. Yeah, I love the fact that and LeBron has mentioned it that platform of the NBA gives them a little bit more leeway to be able to actually say 
what they believe in and who they are and that the NFL still kind of holds on to a slave mentality with their players. So they really do. I'm still blessing the heart of the NFL. I mean, I still watch the football game. So don't judge my ass. Still watch the Super Bowl. So don't judge me. But it's, it's a shame what these rich people like Travis Scott performed at the Super Bowl. It's a shame. 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 And then with that, I'll go ahead and lead us out on our note for the day, because in the same way that we want to make sure that we are spending dollars in our community, we want to keep encouraging people to create businesses in our community so we can spend those dollars. And, you know, I came across this some time ago. And I just thought it was very clever and thoughtful. Um, her name is Jasmine Turner, and this was just a tweet. But I, I, I couldn't have thought of it, said it better myself. And it, um, here's what she says. While we were being told to go to college, get a corporate job, dress like, walk like, talk like white people, the Vietnamese were opening nail salons. The Koreans were opening beauty supply stores. The Chinese opened restaurants. The Arabs opened gas stations. The Jewish opened record labels and made money strictly off of black folks. And they dressed like, walked like, and talked like what? Themselves. So there is power in being black that all these people came for our dollars. And then they did it being true to themselves. And we, why can't we just also stay true to ourselves? And have strength and, and have strength, strength in our numbers and have strength in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Anything that we create is just as good as anything anybody right? else creates. Let's open up a rap label, y'all. Come on. Grids rap label. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of Grits in the City podcast. That's Girls Raised in the South and the City. We're here every Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and anywhere else you listen to your podcast. And we want to hear from you. Do you have a funny, heartwarming story about being a transplant in a new city? Tell us about it. When you're listening and you want to chime in, chime in. Write us or even send us a voice recording and send it to gritsinthecitypodcast at gmail.com. We hope you love the show. And if you did, go to iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud and subscribe to the show. Rate us and leave comments. And tell your friends and family, please. Please. Y'all have a good time. Until next week. Peace.